I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Lucia Savage, Chief Privacy Officer of the Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT. Lucia will provide an update on work underway at ONC, including its 10-year interoperability roadmap, as well as other initiatives related to privacy and security. Now, Lucia, ONC in January released a draft roadmap for achieving nationwide secure health data exchange built on interoperable EHR systems, for which the agency collected public comment. What's the status on ONC going through those comments, and how might those comments influence ONC's roadmap plans at this point, especially when it comes to privacy and security issues? So I can tell you we got a lot of comments. I don't know the number, but it was several hundred, and they have been processed, and we're in the process of thinking it through, and the final roadmap will come out sometime in the not-too-distant future, but I don't know when. Any particular themes that popped up with the comments? I can only really speak for the sections that I'm personally responsible for, and I think that we are uh, mindful of the fact that as we articulate proposed plans, like in the draft roadmap, technology is evolving around us. And so everything we proposed as a, on the privacy and security side, we're sort of looking at it to make sure that we're accounting for where technology is going in the future. Now, when it comes to information blocking where EHR products don't talk to another EHR product from another vendor or situations where healthcare providers resist sharing patient data with other providers, some say the problem is overblown, that there really isn't as much information blocking as some think. Any assessment at this point of how major that problem is, and are there any plans in the works by HHS on how to address the issue, perhaps with a carrot or a stick? I can only refer to things that have been said publicly. I know Andy Slavitt talked about this at HIMSS, as did Dr. DeSalvo. I, in particular, don't have direct access to specific data points, and ONC is not an investigative agency. Um, I think the anecdotes and sort of concepts that we laid out in our blocking report are solid. And they're based on information that was provided to ONC in many different contexts. And then I can speak sort of from personal experience. You know, I have family members that know that I'm in the business, and I had a family member in a hospital. And I won't say the information was blocked, but the hospital faxed the records of the hospital visit to their primary care physician in the same community, whereas four years ago, they used to actually interoperate. So we, don't, we definitely want people to advance, not not retreat. ONC leader Dr. Karen DeSalvo was awaiting Senate confirmation to take on a new role at HHS. What's next for ONC once Dr. DeSalvo moves into her new position? How might her departure affect whatever ONC is working on with privacy and security, or will it have little impact? As far as I know, I'll be there. And all the things that I have proposed in the roadmap that make the final cut will be executed on. You spoke during your session there on ID management and why it's so difficult in healthcare. What, why is it so difficult in healthcare? What are the main objectives at ONC these days in terms of trying to make it easier but yet secure? So I think one of the things we face, particularly in light of the gigantic breaches in the healthcare system that we've had here in 2015, and most of those were not 
EHRs, they were claims databases, and that's why they're so large, is that people actually don't really know what to do next a little bit sort of deer in the headlights. And so that's something ONC actually has particular responsibility and capabilities to do is help people sort out what is the right security for an individual accessing their data and does it really need to be as strict as it would have to be for somebody accessing the data on thousands and thousands of people. So that's the path we're going down is helping people sort it out and understand what the risks are with different roles in the system and therefore the security that needs to go with those roles. So now there's been a lot of huge hacker attacks in the healthcare sector over the recent months. Do you think that EHR data might be the next target for hackers? And if so, what should healthcare providers be doing at this point to protect that? I don't have an opinion about where the next target in healthcare is going to be. I think that we uh, cyber professionals have been telling us for years that healthcare would be next after Target and Sony, you know, sort of like healthcare would be next. Um, I think the best thing that we can do is we have a system where, for the most part, physician practices are relying on their developers to produce EHR or a health information system that meets certain criteria for security and maintains their data according to the appropriate security rules. And that's where I would look. It's, as I spoke about publicly, it's sort of like a car. You don't expect to buy a car without seatbelts or airbags these days, and you expect the car manufacturer to make that car safe for you. And I think that we should encourage our developers and vendors to, somebody said to me recently, have a race to the top in security. Start competing on who can have the most secure, most interoperable system for sale. Finally, briefly, can you tell us a little bit about any privacy or security-related initiatives or plans that we should be watching for from ONC in the coming months or in 2016? Well, I think that what what happens in this mobile space is pretty exciting, and um, we're definitely very excited about this project we have going with the Federal Trade Commission, Office for Civil Rights, and FDA to help create online ability for developers so we can encourage innovation for the developers to understand which rules environment they need to make their product operate in. So is it, you know, something for a physician practice? Is it something that's retail and subject to FTC oversight, that kind of thing? And to really kind of bring all the existing guidances and recommendations and Q&As and best practices together in a way that you can easily navigate without going from knowing that you have to go to FDA's site to look something up. So we're really excited about that. The FTC will be the primary sponsor and host of that, and hopefully it'll launch in the spring, as we we're, that's what we're hoping for, and I think that'll be really exciting. Thank you, Lucia. I've been speaking to Lucia Savage of ONC. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.